Bring on the weird. Ah, welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're Elijah. Yeah, buddy. You're Will. That's me. All right. How far back in history do you want to take this thing? The people already know what this thing is. We just got to figure out where we're going to start. I mean, it goes back pretty damn far. Yeah. Like all the myths and legends and religions of many peoples. Of the whole world. First, like, prominent person, scientific person to talk about it was in the 1690s. Yeah. That, well, he had a he had an even crazier idea, but yeah, he was a he was definitely prominent on it. Oh, you're talking about his model of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a bit strange. It all, but it, not <laughs> now, hear me out. Not too far from the way. Earth kind of works now, for the way they propose. I'm yeah. talking about magnetic yeah. field wise. Yeah. Okay. Who are we talking about? We were talking about Edmund Haley. Ah, uh, Edmund Haley of Haley's Comet fame. Correct. Is this he guy discovered not... a comet. He was the he was the first one to um. Well, he was the first one to map out, I guess, all the constellations in the southern hemisphere. In the southern hemisphere. Southern Hemisphere, yeah. That's not where he was from. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why he was the first one to do it. Bunch of dummies down there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. By I'll Jove, I've got an idea. What did you say? I said, by Jove, I've got an idea. <laughs> it wasn't just Haley, though, because there was also this John Cleves Sims guy. Or son, it's S-Y-M-M-E-S. My guess is Sims. That sounds good. He looks a little like, well, Benji Franklin. Who, him or? John, John Cleese, Sims, looks a little like Benjamin Franklin. And the I one kind of looked like that back then? Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I think Edmund Haley kind of looked like that, too. All these sort of, well, they're all old. It's just one artist did a picture of somebody, and they're like, uh, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Da Vinci did. He just copied and pasted all over the place. Ooh. <laughs> Michelangelo, he just laid some art people. Michelangelo, he just laid on that thing and rested up there on the chapel, Sistine Chapel. Yeah, he ate a lot of pizza too. (laughs) I think he was friends with a a rat or something. Splinter. I think yeah, I think that was his name. (laughs) Yeah, really weird. A lot of meditation upside down. (laughs) Well, what's uh Sims famous for? John Cleese Sims. What do you do? He formulated the first hollow earth theory. He did the first one? I thought Haley did. No. He, well, so Haley, I guess he came up with the idea. And it seems like, uh, let's see. Haley came up with the idea a long time before that, but his idea was wild. Yeah, so he's the first one to actually formulate it. Okay. So I guess. So in the the one thing I have here says in 1692, Haley put forth the idea of a hollow earth consisting of a shell about 500 miles thick, two inner concentric shells, and an innermost core. He suggested that atmospheres separated these shells and that each shell had its own magnetic poles with each sphere rotating at different speed. Haley proposed this scheme to explain anomalous compass readings. He envisaged each inner region as having an atmosphere and being luminous and possibly inhabited 
and speculated that escaping gas caused the aurora borealis. He suggested auroral rays are due to particles which are affected by the magnetic field, the rays parallel to Earth's magnetic field, end quote. That was in 1692. Okie dokie. So he's like, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of rings in our sphere. There's a bunch of spheres in our sphere. Yeah. And then when, when did John Cleve Sims say, whoa, well, hold up? Because Sims wasn't even born until 1742. Yeah, I mean, he he was a captain in the U.S. Army in the War of 1812. Haley said something about it. He was, you know, he came up with the idea, but no one actually formulated it. Oh, oh. So Haley was just like, well, this is what I think. Yeah, kind of like what we do on the show every week. <laughs> You know? Yeah. We just kind of, yeah. like, I really did the other, was that our Patreon episode? Where, I, I don't know, I was going off about the universe being a cell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it? I or think was, that was the Patreon episode. It was a Flat Earth. I think it was a Flat Earth. Was it Flat Earth? Yeah. Oh, it probably was. But now anyway. we're Hollow Earth, baby. You know what's weird? I didn't what? look too much into it, but Flat Earthers and Hollow Earthers, they get along. It's so weird because how, they work together, allegedly. But Hollow Earth works with a flat Earth model, which is bonkers. So it's Does it? so if it's a if it's a Hollow Earth or uh, if it's a flat Earth, we've got the firmament, the dome on top, and then we've still got half of it to go. Right? I guess it's not a sphere, but it, it's half a sphere. Would it be like a real long, elongated oval? No land masses or water underneath, but then hollow in the center. <laughs> so it's like sublevel basement thirty-two. Yeah, like um, like the Oakley logo. The Oakley. That, you know that weird <laughs> long O. Oh, okay. Would that? I don't. I have no idea. I, I like I said, I didn't look into it too much, but that I will. Yeah. For the next one. Because this is going to be a two-parter. It might be a nine-parter. Who knows? Holy crap. <laughs> Don't worry. We won't put you guys through that. We're just going to keep on talking about this until spring. <laughs> just an eight-parter. What are you having tonight? Oh, well, I'm having just just a good old Genesee cream ale. Nothing fancy. What about you? Well, I'm having a dogfish head, and it's called All Things Yet IPA. It's a botanical IPA. Ooh, it sounds fruity. It's... The first time I ever had it, and it, it's really, really good. Okay, I'm on board. I, I, I don't like these kind. I don't like these kind of beers. The fruity kind. The you know the fragrant beer. Like oh, I yeah, just want yeah. something bitter. Like, <laughs> like I like black coffee. I yeah. put hot sauce on everything. I basically yeah. don't have taste buds. So you just want to feel the bitterness that's inside of you. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but yeah, like normally I don't like these kind of. Fruity, aromatic. Look at me using big words, aromatic. <laughs> but as long as you don't have to read it, <laughs> you know I can't read. <laughs> I don't know how I got through school, to be honest with you. It's fine. This is an audio medium. Yeah, but I'm reading things to the people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, John Sims, or was it Junior? John Cleve Sims Junior. That was his son. Okay, so. Maybe so this thing. Son. This thing here says it. It was still occasionally defended through the mid 19th century, 
notably by John Cleve Sims Jr. and Jeremiah N. Reynolds, by this time was part of popular pseudoscience and no longer a scientifically viable hypothesis. Pseudoscience, dude. Pseudo? Why? Why yeah. does this got to be pseudo? What's the matter of suedo? It's like velvet or leather-o science. <laughs> you got suedo, leather-o, velvet-o. Well, that's all pseudo. Just like uh, Jeffrey Epstein. He uh, committed pseudocide. Ooh. Hey, hey. It's been said. <laughs> Guys, Will said it. So, Miss Clinton, don't come after me. That picture I sent you the other day. Where was the article? That the article? Freak- yeah, that name freaking killed me. And then what Bill said? No. I said that, oh, Bill Clinton. Yeah, did you read that, his quote? You know, that's a completely fake news site. No way. Yeah. You see, you open it up. At the top of the, at the, top of the page, it straight up says fake news website. <laughs> you totally got me, man. Because <laughs> I like read it onion. and I was like, no, what? And then Bill Clinton said that? <laughs> you didn't yeah, you catch it me. with... With the name? What? I, usually names like that I skip. Because <laughs> we already said I can't read. Let me see. I got it right here. Just pronounce it out loud. The most reliable source of fake news on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> you got it uh, now? So, <laughs> the guy's name is... <laughs> I can't even read it without laughing. Hadid Nakil Musaf. I did not kill myself. <laughs> and it's just a picture of Epstein with a beard. Oh, my God. How did I miss? <laughs> I must have just scrolled right past and started reading the article. I don't know. But, guys, listen. the uh, This is not This is a fake site. Bill Clinton did not say this, but I read it and thought he did. <laughs> he says, this is a completely new ownership. So there's nothing like all that kinky, gratuitous sex with underage blonde girls like Lindsay or <laughs> Mackenzie or Leanne. None of that. And I read it, and I still didn't think it was fake. Yeah. That was good. To me, man. <laughs> I did not kill myself. That's the best name on the planet. <laughs> well, when I saw the name, I was like, I, I can't read that. Nope. nope just scroll, just scroll. My mind just blank, redacted. That's the wrong combination of consonants and vowels. Pass up. Pass it. Two A's in a row? What are you, sob? <laughs> I want to drive those. I think some people might. Three of them. I don't know. Actually, someone I work with has one. One of the three. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you know Sims actually proposed to the U.S. government for an expedition? To where? One of the polls? Yeah, because he, this is a quote, and this is from worldhistory.us slash all these things. He says, I declare the earth is hollow, habitable within, containing a number of solid concentric spheres, one within the other, and that it is open at the pole 12 or 16 degrees. I pledge my life in support of this truth and am ready to explore the hollow of the world will support and aid me in the undertaking. Then he says, I ask 100 brave companions, well-equipped to start from Siberia in the fall season, with reindeer and sleds on the ice of the frozen sea. I engage, we find a warm and rich land stocked with thrifty vegetables and animals, if not men. 
very specific. How? Why did he hypothesize that immediately? It's actually kind of puzzling to me because why? Yeah, like you said, why would he? Do they just assume the inside of the world is the Garden of Eden? Well, yeah. How does that even work? Well, why would? Okay, he went to start in Siberia, and he's like, well, we're just we're just gonna go north, and there's gonna be warmth. That's not how we're taught anything. I mean, you probably assume starting to fall, the sea's going to be frozen, we can walk there, and then, what, uh, fall in the hole, and what, land on a... A pillow of ferns. Yeah. (laughs) Get caught by a mammoth in its trunk. Yeah, just get all nice and cozy with the mammoth. Yeah. No big deal. So how would that... Eh, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) I think. I don't understand... Yeah, I don't understand the hole. Like, can you just start walking inside the hole and just be – is there a flip-flop going on in there? That's that's actually – that's the way I take it. I take if – so – So you just start walking down a hill and then gravity starts doing its thing or reverse gravity or something, and you're literally walking upside down where the right side up is just a couple hundred feet away from it. Yeah, so think of it like this. I, I don't know if this is – their truth or if it's my truth or if it's whatever if it's suedo silence suedo science um like satin science yeah so think of the hollow earth you're looking at it basically it's like two halves okay so i mean think of it sort of like that like you're looking at it from this side so you got this side and the other side what if each Maybe each form or force of gravity is in that sliver. So you're walking, you start walking around the edge, you're still being pulled towards that center. The edge, okay. You see what I'm saying? So maybe that is how it works. Whoa. I have no idea. You don't just leap, you just don't, you don't just leap in there and then all of a sudden you're just float down Alice in Wonderland style through the rabbit hole. I would say not. Which Brings me to something else. Oh, really? Yeah. Connections. Yeah. All those writers in that time around World War II were writing about those kinds of worlds to go into. Uh, Frank Baum, Wizard of Oz, J.R. Tolkien, the Middle Earth. Um, who did uh, Chronicles of Narnia? Lewis Carroll. Who did Alice in Wonderland? I have no was, idea. Was that Lewis Carroll too? Maybe. All those all those writers were writing essentially about the same thing. Different different kinds of portals, different kinds of ways to get to another Earth area. Well not just them. Who else? Basically all religions. True. They they believe in an underworld. Lewis Carroll did Alice in Wonderland. Well who the hell wrote Mind the Witch in the Wardrobe? C. S. Lewis. Okay. Mm. See, I got mixed up there. It's too many initials. Stop it, guys. Just use your name, <laughs> or just go full on initials. Just all initials, or go anonymous. I am B R B T T Y L. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it, guys. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, all those religions. What was I just reading? The hypothesis for the hollow earth. Uh, in ancient times, the concept of a subterranean land inside the earth appeared in mythology, folklore, and legends. 
The idea of subterranean realms seemed arguable and became intertwined with the concept of places of origin or afterlife, such as the Greek underworld, the Nordic Svelterfeimer. Yep, <laughs> I'm not going to try again. The Christian hell and the Jewish Sheol, with details describing the inner earth in Kabbalistic literature, or Kabbalistic? Kabbalistic, such as the Zohar and Hesad La... Uh, Lavraham, the idea of a subterranean realm is also mentioned in Tibetan Buddhist belief. According to one story from Tibetan Buddhist tr tradition, there is an ancient city called Shambhala, which is located inside the earth. Yeah. It shows up in all the religions, practically all the religions. Religions? There's books you just mentioned? Like, not necessarily hollow earth, but... The idea of... Uh, of an inter of an inner earth origin or an inner earth well the Christian hell yeah an underworld except for Scientology if you want to count that as a religion I don't think they have one of those uh, Scientology is pretty new yeah I don't think they do have anything like that eh. well maybe one day we'll find out or we won't they it's must believe in a solid earth just completely solid yeah just being lied to by the man. Sheeple and won't open their eyes. And look at the inner earth where there's no magma. You, you know you know what's really interesting though? What? Do you have any idea how far we've actually gone into the earth? Wasn't there a big giant hole Russia dug? Yeah. They dug they dug it, a big hole, but we it's like, as a surface dwelling people, we really haven't gone that far. We haven't gone anywhere. It's like we scraped a layer of skin off. We went eight miles. Yeah, that's nothing. So we we can speculate and we can use seismographs and you know whatever else to you know listen to things bouncing off and try right, to determine right. what the, is in the core. But we don't know for sure. We actually don't. We can speculate all day long. Oh, there's nickel at the core of the Earth. Is there? So. Don't they say the the core is has like iron, right? Yeah. And then I guess our crust or man or something, it's also got magnetic properties. And the fact that the iron core is spinning helps create our magnetic field. That's the primary theory. Yeah. So take away all the layers in between. We you have something hollow. With something yep. inside spinning. Yeah. That's basically what Edmund Haley proposed. That you got the outside, and then you got the concentric circles inside. They're spinning, which helps create our magnetic field. He basically said what science believes now, except he believed there was air gaps. Which actually makes sense, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, how does something spin if it's being? If I mean, it makes, it's that's what straight up pressure, right? But that's that's where the uh, the idea of the magma comes from, right? Is is just the pressure? It's just perpetual pressure on mm -hmm. on stuff down there. That's where the heat comes from to melt all that. I assume that's and, it. I don't. I didn't see that anywhere, but. No, I mean, it, while looking this up, and I basically slept through every science class in school. <laughs> I know we have a mantle, and we have a crust, and we have a core. I don't know which order they're in. 
I don't remember all the layers. Well, the one image I just found, there's a crust, an upper mantle, a transition zone, which is somewhere between the rock, the rocky upper mantle and the magma lower mantle. Does so, it say how deep these things are? I'm just curious which section we actually got to. Lower mantle, D layer, outer core, inner core, and but I don't know. Depths. So according to this one, the oceanic crust is five kilometers. It's all going to be on kilometers. How do you like that? The continental crust is 30 to 40 kilometers. The upper mantle is, oh, the asthenosphere is 660 kilometers. The lower mantle is uh, 2,200 kilometers. Then the outer core is 2,270 kilometers. And the radius of the inner core is 1,216 kilometers. So altogether, uh, the radius of the Earth from oceanic crust to center of the core is 6,371 kilometers. That's the idea. So... Stupid Americans, we're going to go from kilometers to miles. <laughs> so the, uh, which one did you want to know? Well, I, I assume the continental crust, right? Because that's, where, mi- we, that's yeah. where we dug from. So that's 30 to 40 kilometers. 40 kilometers is 24 miles. So we didn't even get through the effing crust. Are you sure it's only eight miles that we dug down? Eight miles, yeah. Russia's the only ones, and they dug a straight borehole. They couldn't go anymore because their belt, their yeah, their belt, their bit kept <laughs> melting. It was too hot, or there's too much pressure, or they got to the whatever the gravity is on a hollow Earth. No, they couldn't have because they say it's like 500 miles thick, right? Yeah, the upper mantle is 660 kilometers, which is 410 miles thick. So actually, they didn't even get that far. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they got to the core part. Maybe that core part is really, really thick. Yes, then with, it, with there sphere. being very little mass, with it being hollow, maybe it needs a super, super thick core on our the outside. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Not, not necessarily. I guess, I guess it would be a core, right? It would be a core of the landmass. Well, it's like the there's an inner core, outer core, and then the outer core of the outer core. Yeah, so maybe that has to be super thick. Because there's not as much mass there in order to hold us there. So, you know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> maybe the core is, what, 380-some miles thick? Because you figure 8 miles on one side, 8 miles on the other side, that's 16 miles. You said, what, 410? Yeah. So, I get 494. Okay. 494. <laughs> wait, no, 394. 394. I'm just saying numbers so you guys think I'm smart. Oh, yeah. They're not paying attention. Nope. And they don't believe it either. (laughs) (laughs) The crust is just a tiny portion of the planet averaging 3 to 25 miles thick. And and they only dug 8 miles. I mean, the big gap there makes sense because obviously the crust is thicker when you're on land as opposed to being at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. So how could they... It'd be a rough time getting a drill down to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Let's yeah. start there. So, so they dug down. Where they dug, I guess they didn't find anything. But to be fair, their hole was 
just shy of eight miles deep, but nine inches wide. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had heard it was just one of those, uh, you know, whose dick is bigger, us oh. us or them. A cold so they're warning. like, oh, oh, okay, well, hey, guess we're going to dig really deep. How about that? Yeah. You guys landed on the moon first. We're going to dig a hole. Yeah. It just, it's one of those things where we're just competing with them. The quest to drill deeper created a global scientific contest akin to the space race. In 1970s, Soviet geologists took on the challenge, setting their drills over to the Kola Peninsula, which just eastward out of the Scandinavian landmass. The Kola Super Deep Borehole, which is 9 inches in diameter, but at 40,230 feet, reigns as the deepest hole. It took almost 20 years to reach that 7.5 mile depth. Only took almost 20 years to reach that 7.5 mile depth, only half the distance or less to the mantle. Among the more interesting discoveries, microscopic plankton fossils found at 4 miles down. The Kola Hole was abandoned in 92 when drillers encountered higher than expected temperatures, 356 degrees Fahrenheit, not the 212 degrees that had been mapped. That's a that's actually very interesting. Yeah. But could that spot that is that's only nine inches of a spot to dig into in the entirety of the earth. Could that just be one of those spots where there's something else? Yeah, I mean maybe they hit something down there. Wasn't that one of those urban legends? Oh the them? yeah, the sounds of hell. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they abandoned it. Well, maybe. I mean maybe. When you abandoned it too, if you started hearing the spirits scream out from the little tiny hole? Uh, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't care what was... No. <laughs> I would leave all the equipment. I would just be running. I'd look like a cartoon character. You'd just see like a shape of my body in dust. And then I'm already gone. I'm... <laughs> There's like, like flames from my feet. <laughs> George! <laughs> Did you know... There's an entrance at the North Pole. Yeah. Entrance at the South Pole. That. Did you know there's also an entrance right here in the United States of America? Where? In the U.S. We gotta go. In the Kentucky Mammoth Cave system. Oh my god. We can hit Mothman all the way to Hollow Earth. I, yeah. I think this is one of or the largest cave system that they know. In the world. In the whole world. Yeah. So you can, yeah, you can get in there just walking through a cave system. You think it's protected or anything? Would you want to go? Would I want to, if the earth was hollow, would I want to go see what was inside? (laughs) Yes, sir. What if we don't know? We're still wondering if it's hollow. There's no, there's not a guarantee that it's hollow. But would you... Are you comfortable just cruising through a cave like that? Like, here we go, buddy. Do, 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 do. You know, I gotta be honest. One of my biggest fears about that would be running into some kind of weird creature that science hasn't found yet, and it eats me. <laughs> Eating is the problem, yes. That would be yeah. an issue. <laughs> yeah, like, if I saw it and it was just like, hey, what's up, buddy? Like, I'd be like, all right, you're cool. But if it, you know, I saw it and he, and he like, starts, like, sharpening his knife. <laughs> And, you know, he puts a bib on, then I'm like, oh, shit, this is not good. It's time to go. But if I 
if I was confident that I could find my way back out, I would absolutely try that. I'd be a little afraid. Yeah, I think I'd like to try that. I've never actually been in a cave at all. What? I've never actually been in a cave. You never went in, like, caverns on a school trip? Nope. Wow. Not at all. It's weird, man. It's, like, cold. It can be in the summertime. It's, like, cold down there. Yeah, that uh, the kids have been on school trips to – there's a cave system not far from where I live, Penn's Cave, and they've been on school trips there. But usually it's my wife that goes with them. She's been a couple of times there. I've never actually gone. And they say, you know, you got to wear a jacket no matter what the temperature is outside. Yeah, it's like 50-something degrees in the cave, I think. Yeah, and it's all by boat. What? It's <clears throat> it's boat. You ride a boat through the cave system. We had to walk ours. Yeah, I'm pretty. I don't know if there's. I'm sure there's a walking tour too. But yeah, there's a. It's primarily boat. There's not, other gates to hell. You know about the other gates to hell around the world? I'm looking at a picture of it, but it's small. You'd think if these were locations to the hollow earth and the governments, the world powers, the NWO, the Vril Society. Is that what the one said? You think there'd be some sort of, I don't know, it, a, uh, what the hell's the word I'm looking for? They're going to dissuade people from going in mm-hmm. to these different cave <clears throat> systems to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Unless you go so far down and somebody's like, whoa, 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 can't go any further there, chief. Maybe not, dude. I mean, think about it. If it's 500 miles thick. How many people are going to want to travel 500 miles through a dark, damp, cold cave? Very dark. Very, very dark people. Like no light until you get 500 miles, and then suddenly there's a light in there. You might get it a little before. Think so? Oh, you're not going to at right at the 500-mile mark? You think that's when the light's going to hit you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, literally. You do want to go into that light and see. Unless it's just lava Ooh. waiting to get you. But I think you what, would feel it first. What a what a glow? Does it glow underground? I guess if it's a liquid magma, right? It's got Ooh. to. Yeah, because it's heating up. Yeah. Glowing. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking. That makes sense. So if there's an <laughs> orange light, stay away from the orange light. So where are these other entrances? Uh, in Celtic mythology, there's a legend of a cave called Cruachan, also known as Ireland's Gate to Hell. A mythical and ancient cave from which, according to legend, strange creatures would emerge and be seen on the surface of the earth. There are also stories of medieval knights and saints who went on pilgrimages to a cave located in Station Island, County Donegal in Ireland, where they made journeys inside the earth into a place of purgatory. In County Down... Northern Ireland, there is a myth which says tunnels lead to the land of the subterranean Tuatha de Danann, a group of people who are believed to have introduced Druidism to Ireland and then went back underground. Ireland is just crawling with them. Yeah, it does seem that way. I mean, maybe there's a lot more that we don't even know, though. Uh, Yeah, places that people have actually not told anybody else about. Yeah, or they just haven't discovered that opening yet so maybe ireland they just got discovered quicker maybe we have more than just the mammoth cave we just haven't gotten there we glass it over in 
in the desert when we tested atomic bombs. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we just blasted dust over the opening. And we, there was like yeah. a door. It just said like hollow earth. <laughs> just said hollow <laughs> and we just like knocked dirt over it and we can't see it now. It's just an aerial font. Somebody just put it up there in graffiti, contemporary <laughs> lettering. What about Devil's Tower? We we talked to the aliens from Devil's Tower, right? Was it Devil's Tower in Close Encounters of the Third Kind? I've never <laughs> seen that. <laughs> Come on. I know, I know. And I love that kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure it was Devil's Tower. But no one's mentioned anything about Devil's Tower having anything. But isn't there a... Uh, Native American mythology. Well, listen to this one. In Native American mythology, it is said that the ancestors of the Mandan people in ancient times emerged from a subterranean land through a cave at the north side of the Missouri River. There is also a tale about a tunnel in the San Carlos Apache Indian Reservation in Arizona near Cedar Creek, which is said to lead inside the earth to a land inhabited by a mysterious tribe. It is also the belief of the tribes of the Iroquois that their ancient ancestors emerged from a subterranean world inside the earth. The elders of the Hopi people believe that a Sipapu entrance in the Grand Canyon exists, which leads to the underworld. Well, we got a few. Yeah. All over there. And, like, middle of the U.S., not close to, not too close to the West Coast, but over that way, which, Arizona, how far from Area 51... Maybe they did glass it over. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Want to take a break? Then maybe we'll talk about the peoples. Yeah. And the name there. of the inner world. Yes. It's crazy. You thought it was crazy before, folks. It's about to get even more weird. And this is just episode one. <sighs> Can't wait. I don't All even know right. where it's going to go. <laughs> Who knows? Break time. We'll see you guys after the break. Welcome back. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, are you, are you back? <laughs> I'm back. There you are. Hello. Well, it's got to have a name, right? The inside? Yeah. If we're going to go there, they got to name it. Somebody does. Do you know what the name is? I got a, I got a pretty good idea. How about you? Yeah. I see something here. <laughs> Agartha? Yeah. And sometimes it's Agartha, Agarti, or... Agartha? Agarth, it's A-G-A-R-T-T-H-A. Agartha? Ancient peoples and their ancient ways of spelling crap. Yeah. It's Ooh. also one of the other things it's called is Shangri-La. Yes. Yeah, how about that? That's a good one. That's it, where that's, all the fun people go. I think there's actually, allegedly, an entrance in Tibet. Isn't that Shangri-La in Tibet? And, oh, my God. What are the mountains in Tibet? The Himalayas? The, so, I guess under them is Shangri-La. So there's an entrance there. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I just found this cool freaking map. Holy crap. You got to see this. Yeah, we're definitely going to share this. I just sent you to you. Jumping it up. I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's actually the exact one I was looking at before we took the break, and I was talk talking about the entrances. Like, if you go through the Kentucky Mammoth Cave... It's big. It, it, yeah. It brings you to the inner city of Shambhala, 
Shambhala is another good one. And I think, if I remember correctly, Shambhala is like the capital of Agartha. Isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Or is confused with Shambhala sometimes. Agartha is frequently associated or confused with Shambhala, often called Shangri-La in some texts, which figures prominently in, oh, mess this up, Vajrayana Buddhism and Tibetan Kala Chakra teachings and revived in the West by Madame Blavatsky and the Theosophical Society. Theosophists, in particular, regard Agarthi as the as a vast complex of caves underneath Tibet, inhabited by evil demons called Asuras. Helena and Nicholas Rorick, whose teachings closely parallel uh, Theosophy, see Shambhala's existence as both spiritual and physical. It's wild. Yeah, and I guess the next episode we said we were going to dig into other. Not, I guess not recent, but. More, more like, con- like the Nazis and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, Madame Helena Blavatsky plays a big role in Mr. Adolf Hitler's beliefs. Oh boy. Oh yeah. That one's gonna get crazy. I but mean, this, anytime this Hitler is... comes up, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He he's he's a special somebody. <laughs> On this map, there's a little little diagram. There's well, there's a little thing near the top, right under, right under the Earth where it says Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. Saucer to Venus. Yeah. How, how'd they know that guy, I went to Venus? Like that. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Off to Venus. Well, clearly, because they spoke <laughs> with the inhabitants of the inner Earth. And they said, oh, yeah, that, you know, oh. that was, uh, <laughs> and he was on his way to Venus. <laughs> we can't have a name that you could easily pronounce with a, a human mouth. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he can go to Venus. But this one is real interesting. The uh, test atom blast. Cold air rushes back to Earth through center of shaft. I don't know where that's going, but it shows it going all the way to the the hollow. Yeah. Through through the I, ocean. Yeah, I'm looking at that too. I, I didn't understand it. So they hit the ground, and then the cold air that rushed in when it did all that, did it create a giant axis? I don't know if that's what I'm looking at. Maybe. Okay, so you know how they say alien activity is around, like, nuclear power plants and stuff like that? Yeah. So maybe we accidentally did blow a hole in it, and the aliens are from the inside of the Earth, and they're coming out like, yo, dude, you're putting a lot of holes in this. <laughs> so they're coming to check it out. It's like, my what's house. What's going on? Like, yeah, like, I just saw, like... Basically, it's like a sinkhole, but, like, would it go the other way? Would it just be, like, a blast up? <laughs> well, if they're uh, if they're walking on that side, so it's just a blast up, <clears throat> so it's a blast down, if they're walking on that side, this confuses me a lot. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Pyramid of Giza, there looks like there's one, there's an access from the Pyramid of Giza. But really, the pyramid's how tall? I don't know how tall the pyramid is. It's really not that tall. But they dug and they dug and they dug and they dug to the hollow earth from the pyramid. Yeah, I don't, I mean. Those those Egyptians, they can get some stuff done, man. I mean, yeah, they did. They built the pyramids. Right, which exactly. is an incredible feat in itself. Oh, uh, yeah. 
But you're telling me while they were doing that, they also had were there people inside just digging holes? So, so some guys were going up and a bunch of guys were going down. Yeah, it seems a little far fetched to me. Oh, really? And <laughs> <laughs> they have apparently in the inner earth, there's mountains higher than our mountains. What? According to this, that's what it says. How does that even work? Well, mountains higher than on the outside. Yeah, why wouldn't it work? I guess. There's some seriously tall mountains in this image. Compared to the little itty-bitty things that are portrayed on the surface, those things are like five times bigger on the inside. Yeah. Oh. You see down on the bottom right? It says the center of gravity is 400 miles down. Oh, yeah. So how about that? Basically what I said. Yeah. It's somewhere in the middle of that slice. Yeah, so... You're going around it, and you're constantly being pulled towards that specific slice. So wh- what we're looking at in this map is just a, um, a a segmented view of of the Earth. So the holes at the North and the South Pole are they're they're just holes. So what we're looking at is we can see one area. I mean, if you think of it as a th- a 3D thing, a whole sphere, then there's stuff. Like to the back of the map, and then there's stuff in the foreground of the map. Really, if you're thinking about it hard enough, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you like a watermelon, let's take a watermelon. Mm-hmm. If you drill a hole through the top, and you drill a hole through the bottom, and then you uh, put a whisk on the end of your drill bit, stick it down in the watermelon, swirl all, all your watermelon bits out, and let all that drain out, then Picture it like that. Two holes, a hole in the top, hole in the bottom, with various tiny holes around the outside, and that's your hollow earth diagram, diorama. Yeah. You with me? I'm with you. And the rind of the watermelon, the center of the rind of the watermelon would be where the center of gravity is. Mm Mm-hmm. You buying all this? (sighs) No? You know, the only thing... Oh, God. So, I went on record, what, last week saying, I don't know about Flat Earth. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to go on record and say, I don't know about Hollow Earth either. (laughs) I feel Hollow Earth is more feasible than Flat Earth. Yeah, yeah. That's my opinion. The only reason I think that, well, I have two reasons. All right. One, we do not know. What's in the center of the earth? We can speculate. We just actually like we can don't speculate know. what is hundreds of light years away. True. You know, like we can speculate just like we speculate that, that you know, whatever. Right. But we don't know because we haven't seen it. And my other thing is whenever you see so if you go on like Google Earth and you look at the north the South Pole or whatever. Yeah. It looks fake as shit. Antarctica? Yes. South Pole and all that? Yes. Yeah. Is there any kind of satellites that... Is there any kind of satellites that go around that? For them to actually get an image? Or they're like, guys, just smudge it out. Now, I've heard... I don't know... Does the ISS... How far north and south does it go? That I don't know. But I've heard that any time it gets down near... Like Antarctica ish, where you would be able to, see, it blacks out. 
feed cuts. <laughs> of course it does. I don't know how true this is, so don't – I mean, if you guys are like, no, this guy's an idiot, like it, it doesn't, just sometimes maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying I heard this. Oh. I just went to Google Maps, and you can't actually – got to spin it. It doesn't just keep moving. Like I'm trying to turn the ball up, yeah. but when you get down so far, it will, it would only go so far, so you got to rotate it so you can keep going the other way. Hmm. So. I guess you could see the whole thing, but like you said, it looks fake. It l- yes. You only see coastline with some in- some some detail on the coastline, but the rest of it is basically just white. Yeah, it looks like they they use like the 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 paint icon in Microsoft Paint just to <laughs> fill in the shape. And there's nothing there's nothing marked on here. Whether shouldn't there be some sort of markings or city names or outposts or something? City names in Antarctica? Well, where people – okay, here's Like one. research centers or whatever you mean? Yeah, here's one. Rothschild. Rothschild. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Rothschild. Uh-huh. Exactly. Smiley Alexander Island. I don't know what – it's not an island. I mean, isn't Antarctica just a big island? Aren't we all just on a big island? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think the whole Google Earth thing – Google Maps, it's not showing us what we want to see. <laughs> well, it's not showing us much at all in the and Antarctica seem- land. <clears throat> and it seems like if there was an entrance right there in the center of Antarctica, that center looks very, very fake. Yeah, in any other city or anything, you can zoom in and you can practically see the freaking road signs. But Oh, here we go. Yeah, but there's only a couple of spots where you can zoom in and actually starts to show some detail. Right. Everything else is just one big blob of pixel. So, uh, I, I can't. So looking at a map, looking at this is not going to help anybody's case. Right. I know we talked about it in the flat Earth episode, but about the the treaty. Why is it so strong? Do they yes. not want us to find the entrance? That's a very good question. I mean, sure, um, research expeditions can go down, but they probably only let people go go so far. Yeah, you can only go so far. Once you get on Antarctica, there's only so far you can go before you're stopped. So you can't actually take an expedition to the South Pole. What if somebody wants to do that, man? What is what's on your bucket list? There's a fake South Pole. Uh, there's a fake it, – it's literally – it looks like – I'm pretty sure it looks like the candy-striped pole. Oh, so they either like, haha, if you get this far, you made it, buddy. Good job. Yeah, you ba- you basically – yeah, you're you're here. You made it to Antarctica. This is South Pole. Come on. That's enough. Good job. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a but, fake South Pole. But, dude, my compass is still – south is a little bit more. I can still go south from here. No, no, no. No, you can't. Your compass is playing games. You're on the South Pole. I actually heard compasses go crazy in Antarctica. Let's go. Could it be because it's flat? (laughs) (laughs) What if you start start going around the edges of Antarctica? You know know what I was thinking? What if... ah, That would have to be a gigantic hole. I was going to say, what if, like you're flying or whatever you don't even realize you're going into the center 
because the hole's so large and you're just following that gravity and then somehow you end up inside. You know what I mean? Like you're not you're not yes. diving. Yeah, you're just, you're just you're just riding with well, if you're in an airplane, then which what is your instrument going to say? Your um altim- it's not an altimeter. It's the one where it balances the wings with the horizon or whatever. You know what oh, I'm talking about? I don't know about? what they call. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, what's that going to do? Is it going to show that doesn't follow gravity necessarily? That I mean, is that, that basically like, or does it? Because it follows the. It's like a gyro. It it knows when you're not level. It follows the the levelness. <clears throat> so then, wouldn't the level be part of the part of the gravity? Well, side to side. Yes, yeah, a center of gravity. Side to side, sure. So what if you're flying and then you're just your nose is dipping, but then you're still. I think I that know. is basically a level. Like if you held a level in your hand, that bubble. If you move the wings, it's a horizontal level. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when if you start veering to the left, it's going to show you're going to the left. But that thing doesn't care. Yes, it does. It cares about the other way too, because half the screen. Oh, yeah, you're right. I've only played games or whatever, and I have never actually been in a plane to see this, but half the screen is is like a dark color, like land color, and the other half of the screen is a blue color, like the sky. So would that then – you're trying to keep it level, so then it would just wrap around. If you're flying over it, it would just wrap around, and your your level would still be – you're trying to follow the level, so you're following the level, and then you're just wrapping around to the hole. I don't know. I have no idea. Sounds crazy. I mean, they even have their own sun in there. Yes. Isn't it awesome? It's crazy. The central sun. And how does that even work? So it's think of the watermelon. So so there's just this center bit of the watermelon that's just floating there by itself. What if it's super dense? Okay. So that's what we're orbiting around. That's how we get the spin. That's how we get the revolution of the Earth, the rotation of the Earth. We revolve around the sun, but we get rotation because of the super dense central sun. Yeah, cause maybe it's orbiting around that central sun, and that's why <sighs> the central sun is where it is because of the center of gravity being 400 miles from crust to crust, from exterior of rind to interior of rind on the watermelon, the very center is the central sun because it's trapped inside of the gravity between the two or between the walls of the land. You smell what I'm cooking? I think I'm a little stuffy right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you know how you can take a magnet if you put the two – if you put the same side together, it it repels. Right. So the two bodies of gravity or the uh, – the main, oh. the main body of gravity in the outer sphere and the between the surface land and the inner land, that gravity is holding the central sun in the middle of the hollow earth. Yeah. But what about the holes? What about There's it? no gravity there. That it, according matter. to this, it looks like the largest hole is in the North Pole. It's a big one. Massive. And then, you, then you got the other holes around it. But would those holes affect the center of gravity in an overall think, in an overall sphere? I would think that gigantic hole at the North Pole is eventually going to throw something off. 
So the central sun is just bobbing up and down in there. Well, I don't know. Maybe not because Bang. I so maybe where it like curves over. You see where it's curving over up at the top there near the North Pole? Maybe yeah. that curve is helping to stabilize it from bouncing up and down. Maybe that I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome to speculate all this stuff. You, they gave us this illustration, and we're just going nuts with it. Did you see at the bottom there, but right at the uh, South Pole, there's a place called Rainbow City? Yeah. You just <laughs> go – if you go into the South Pole on the uh, – what side is that? The, the Eastern Pole. Hemisphere side? Oh, I don't know. I can't even tell which side that could be. So if you come down and you go and you come into the hole on the Brazil side, it's going to be on the opposite side of the hole. Rainbow City is. Right. <laughs> is that where all the unicorns are? Ooh, maybe. I'm ready. Let's go. My daughter will be pumped. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder why they call it Rainbow City. I don't know. Where did that come from? That's We got to find that out. <laughs> but I like the little caption down here, too. Inner Earth to be redrawn by someone who has been there. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... What the hell's a Hefferlin manuscript? Rainbow City and the Inner Earth people? Oh, that's that's from Scribd. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Wait, hold up. Rainbow what? City and the Inner Earth people? Uh, it's, I think it's a work of fiction from so oh. Scribd. So I was going to say, oh, Emerald Bird flew... When he flew... Oh, no, he flew in from the... North. Oh, that's right, the North Pole. But he met people. Right. Do you see his, uh, getting a little yeah, ahead of ourselves here. little flight pattern. Yeah. It goes in and it just swoops right back out and he's like, whoop. That's all I needed. But I, all I did was look up, uh, Rainbow City, Hollow Earth, and I found something about the Hefferlin manuscript. Um, I'll read this, but I don't know what I'm getting into. The whole of the MS loaned to us contains some 160 – oh, manuscript, all of which we hope to release eventually. The first portion of 30 pages gives a description of Rainbow City. Other portions give the occult instructions from the Book of Imri, the philosophy of Rani Katani of the Ancient Three, a history of mankind which includes a description of the eternal conflict with the serpent race, a reference to the king of the world – oh, hey – Hefferlin also describes his radical power plant, the GHYT motor. Man, let's see. Mm. This group or organization of which we speak has no name. It is not a lodge or mystery school or anything of that sort. No one can buy his way into Rainbow City. We ourselves, who are the North American spokesmen, cannot enter Rainbow City at this time. Therefore, we cannot promise entry to anyone else. We are not the ones who decide who shall go to Rainbow City or who shall not. Mm. So we can't just, nope, no vacation in Rainbow City. It sounds so fun, though. <laughs> I mean, just on the surface, just the name. Makes <clears> it sound like a good time. There's not enough room in Rainbow City for all of the so-called worthy people of the world, much less for all of humanity. Who is to say which ones are worthy and which unworthy? And if the ice caps of Antarctica were melted to release the six other cities from the ice to make more room, the melted ice as water flowing into the oceans would wreak more havoc than the atom bomb. Jeez. Oh, man. That sounds serious. We need to get down there with some refrigerator so we can keep that ice cold. 
But then the heat's just going to go outside the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who left the door open, damn it? Um, Who put a hole in the top and bottom of my fridge? Man, this is very interesting. This is from good old bibliothecapilates.net. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. First I mean, contact. It's basically the gospel. <laughs> We're always, always re- referencing back to it. It's a great, honestly, it, I don't know how factual it is. Obviously, because it's got some seriously, it's a serious good time. Oh, yeah, there's all con- there's great stuff on there. If you like this stuff at all, check it out. I mean, don't don't attempt to spell it from how I say it. I think you're saying it right. Biblioteca Pleiades. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, you could you could probably sound it out. B-I-B-L-I-O-T-E-C-A-P-L-E-Y-A-D-E-S dot net. It's a network, huh? Yes, it is. Mm. There is so much about Rainbow City on here. Really? Yeah. It, it's it's really strange. So it's right on – it's right between our world and the inner world. Rainbow City. Yeah. It's almost like – um. Like a pit stop. Like a, like an embassy. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. But you can't get in. You can't get into the city. Oh, okay. So not at all like an embassy. <laughs> Wouldn't an embassy let someone else in? Yeah, I think so. I don't know how things work. I don't know. There's there's plenty to do in America. I don't need to go somewhere else. Okay, so, oh. so you see that right on the edge, right? Rainbow City. Yeah. Yeah. So why is the rest of the center of the Earth upright like we would see a map? It's really weird. Like you, you mean like looking down an aerial view, looking down on a map? Exactly. Well, I keep looking at the the mountains higher than higher than the on the outside. Yeah. So so the surface of the inside, the inner rind, is is land. All, all around the inside of the sphere. Mm-hmm. So when they look up, their up is still look is looking to the center of the Earth. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're looking at here it is the other side, is the back the, side of the that. back wall. Yeah, we're not looking so, at the the foreground wall. So we don't know what any of these entrances take you to. Right. That's what I'm getting from this map. I can only speculate so much because I was thinking yeah. about. It. I was thinking about, like, how, we're not seeing much. I mean, it, it, that's got to be it, right? That, so we're looking at the backside. Right. Like, if, if you cut your cut the watermelon that's been cored out in half, you've got the two halves, and then you got the holes cut on the top and the bottom. Mm-hmm. Then you just hold one out in front of you, and the backside is what we're looking at on this map. We see the outer rind, the inner rind, and a part of... The inner rind, but then we see the backside of the inner rind too. Okay, now from our perspective. Yeah, I can see it taking shape now. <laughs> uh, it, space, okay, yeah, that makes sense. To and from other galaxies, that's cool. Because up at the top, I was wondering what those two lines were going across, but now I understand. So that would be like the the inside of the cut of the circle. Yeah, the inside of the hole. Okay. Okay, yeah, you're probably right. That's probably what it is then. Because I was wondering why they would lay it out like that. But if that's the case, that means what we're looking at, it's got some swirly lines uh, just below 
Shambhala on the left side. And we got there's forest on the right. And there's a forest area just below the sun. And then the spaceship base to and from other galaxies. And all the, the squiggly lines. I'm guessing, well, right there above the mountains it says ocean. Yeah. So that is one mega land mass in there on the backside of our view. Is it the only one? I don't know. I don't know what is I don't know what would be on on the side we can't see. I assume if there was another one that was talked about then there would be a map or whatever for that, right? Maybe. I don't know what other cities is that one Yeah, a couple spots there just say city. Did That's you still one giant landmass. There's the uh cave city of semi advanced race. Does that even mean? Before it's before you even get to the hollow earth. Right. So it looks like it's pointing to just on the other side of the the gravity source. Yeah. The center of the rind. The center between the outer rind and the inner rind, but closer to the inner rind side. So good. <laughs> those people must be struggling to keep themselves upright because they're at the center of gravity. That was literally something I was about <laughs> to say. If you dug a hole uh, straight down and you jumped in, are you eventually just going to float there in the middle? What's going to happen there? I think that's been thought about different times. If you just core out straight through the earth, then you start – you'll drop because of gravity, but then you'll float in the middle. Because you're in the middle of all the gravity. That's yeah, well, kind of what I was thinking about with the sun. It's in the middle of all that gravity. The central sun. Yeah. But like you so, said, it probably gets sort of not glued in place, but kind of held there pretty. Yeah, like the center of two magnets. Of yeah. the same side of the magnet where they're trying to repel each other. It's just mm -hmm. nothing in there. Just floating in there. Yeah, probably. Well, not probably, but... <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. Those people, if those cave city of the semi-advanced race, if they, they come to the surface and they get away from that center of gravity, then they could probably jump really freaking high. Yeah, like Superman. Right. Because they're so strong from walking on all that heavy gravity mm -hmm. at the center of gravity. Which I, I'm a little bit confused by. Because he came here when he was a baby. By the time he's an adult, you don't think he's adapted to Earth? He's still that strong from <laughs> being born on another planet? And another thing that blows my freaking mind about Superman is his greatest weakness is pieces of his home world? <laughs> <laughs> he goes to a completely different planet. There's Yellow nothing sun. here that can stop him. Yeah. But hey, keep that rock <laughs> away from me. I can't wait to get back to my home world. When I lay there in a heap because I can't move because <laughs> it makes me super weak. <laughs> I think I heard that the – I I might be wrong, but I think I heard Kryptonite wasn't even introduced until the TV series or something like that because he literally had no weakness. They had to make him weaker because he's too superpowered. He had – like they had to give him – some weakness. Yeah. And then Kryptonite was introduced. I think I saw that on Instagram. Really? Yeah, with somebody we're following. That makes sense. 
I'd give you a shout out, guys, but I don't remember who you are. Hey, find us. <laughs> but you yeah, know what we're talking that, about. That's pretty interesting. Would you say it's not what we're talking about? I said if you know what we're talking about. Oh. Come on, bring it up. I just keep looking at this weird map, man. I can't. It's awesome. It's really cool. You just look at it all day. So there's there's oceans. Yep. There's a landmass. There's a central sun. There's capital cities. There's advanced beings. There's, did I say giant animals? Well, we didn't talk about any kind of animals. We didn't talk about the people there. Good Lord. What have we been doing with our lives? What have we been doing? We've just been BSing. <laughs> See how I censored myself? We're getting there. We're taking it back a little bit. Oh, I was going to mention. Oh, my God. I can't remember the race of the people there. Aryans. Aryans. <laughs> okay, Mr. Adolf. <laughs> no wonder you wanted to go there. Yep. That's exactly. not for this episode. Oh. How tall are the Aryans? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. The perfect height. Which is what? what? Is <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Seven feet? I think so. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was something like seven feet. I Real mean, nice. they talked to Admiral Bird. <gasps> don't bring him up. Well, he, yeah, he. <laughs> We're going to talk about him in detail in the next part. Uh, He's a weird cat. He was a weird until he almost died. It was near his death. And then who's to say it was even real? He knew what he was doing. Did he? We'll argue about this later. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk about the peoples, talk about the Aryan race, and... Ari Why do you keep saying Aryans? I think it's Aryans. Aryans. You are you just trying to say it differently so you don't sound like Hitler? <laughs> Did he actually say that? Was he actually... They were looking for the Aryan race. The Aryan race was the supreme race, according to him. And he was looking for the original Aryans. Oh, we'll get into that. (laughs) I probably said too much already. Now they're looking it up. Now they won't listen to the next one. (laughs) They're going to know what we're talking about. I don't know. Ready to end it? You think? You got anything else for, for part one? When we talked about the map and freaking, I'm sure people will understand now. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we talked about it, but a lot of it was like, whoa, did you see this? And did you <laughs> look at this? We should save that. Hopefully, hopefully we don't get sued for a copyright thing. The map? Yeah, save it so we can share it. The, I still love the little caption down in the corner. If you've been there. Yeah. It says, inner earth to be redrawn by someone who has been there. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Hear me out. Does that mean this is going to be redrawn by someone who has been there? Thank you. (laughs) Or does it mean inner earth, this can be redrawn? Because the way I read it is it is going to be redrawn by someone who has been there. Because it says, inner earth to be redrawn by someone who has been there. Oh, I see what you're saying. So they're basically telling you this is going to be redrawn by someone who has been there. We're going to fix it. Or somebody's going to fix it. Don't you worry. WT fuck, dude. <laughs> well, who's been there? That's what we're going to talk about next time. Yeah. I'm going to say, don't get me started because I'll go. Oh, we're going to keep on going. Thank I don't you. work tomorrow. Let's go. Oh, man. <laughs> I do. Why do you work? We're making all this killer podcast money. I know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> now we can totally cash out. 
Not yet. You don't want to cash out yet? No. Wait. I mean, we're close to a million. Let's wait till we get to the million. <laughs> We've got yeah. a little ways to go. Just a little bit. We're like point zero zero one percent there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I saved that picture. Oh, is okay. Other, is there any other cool shit here on this page? Nope. There is really no North or South Pole where they are supposed to exist. There are really wide openings in the hollow interior of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they say the central sun. Oh, you said that, right, is the source of the aurora borealis? I didn't say that, but, yeah, that makes sense. Are you reading fact number three here? I sure am. <laughs> Go ahead, read it all. The hollow interior of the Earth, warmed by its central sun, the source of the aurora borealis, has an ideal subtropical climate of about 76 degrees in temperature, neither too hot nor too cold. It's beautiful. Let me tell you what. If this is true, I'm going to Kentucky. I'm hiking through that cave, <laughs> and I'm going. At 400 miles. No. No, it would be it would be 800 miles plus to get down there because the center of gravity is 400 miles down. No, I think it says that it's 400 miles thick, not to the center of gravity. That's what the map says, center of gravity 400 miles down. What? Oh, sheet. So All right, I'm, I'm not take going. It, take, <laughs> that's far. 800 miles is far to walk. Yeah, I thought it was far before. Now it's effing double? Not to mention how thick is the center of gravity. So if you if you kept up a pace of three miles per hour, think you could do that? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, three I miles know. per hour? I couldn't do it for like 15 hours or anything, but yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't do it for 15 hours? No. Why? Three miles an hour for, I mean, it's, it's not fast, but for that's 15 a, hours? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good healthy pace. Yeah. So 800 miles divided by three. So that would be three miles an hour, right? Is that right? Is that what I'm doing? Yeah, if you're going three miles an hour and you want to walk 300, 800 miles, it would take 266.666 eh? oh. hours. <laughs> six, six, dude. It's hell. The inner earth is hell. 266.666 hours. If you walk three miles per hour, I don't know how many days that is. Not that many. 11? Yeah, not that many. <laughs> uh, 11 days and some change. Look, my vacation is about to renew <laughs> at work, and I'm going for it. I'm you taking all my vacation at once, and I'm going for it. Now, hold on a minute. you got to think about this. The Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, it's not a straight shot to the center. True. It's a little wibbly-wobbly going down in there. So it might take you 12 days of non-stop walking at three miles per hour. I mean, wouldn't it be easier to just get your pilot's license and then just fly up to the North hey, Pole man. and go in? Probably. <laughs> it would probably be easier. I guess we shouldn't talk about our final thoughts yet, right? Or should we? No, nah, nah. probably not, right? No, I don't think so. You think about making it, making this one part one of Hollow Earth, and then we'll get into the more contemporary side in part two? Yeah. And yeah, all that, that works stuff. for me. Huh? All that stuff that happened with one Admiral Richard Richard Bird. Old Dickie Bird. I was just going to say that, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
That's enough. Tell us your thoughts on this one. Bring on the weird at gmail.com. At bring on the weird on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash bring on the weird. Instagram.com slash bring on the weird. Or search us on Instagram. I mean, you don't have to use the web browser. Instagram. Nope. And like I said before, AOL Instant Messenger. Uh, MySpace. You can find us on uh, the 4chan message boards, which are supposed to be anonymous, but I just told you guys. <laughs> um, Reddit. Oh, yeah. Reddit. I keep forgetting. Yeah. So our subreddit is Bring on the Weird. Pretty much anything. To find us at all, it's just Bring on the Weird. Reddit.com slash r slash Bring on the Weird. I don't know if Bring on the Weird dot Reddit.com works. It might. I don't know. It might. Anyway, I think we're calling it. For this one, for part one. Stay weird, hollow world. See you guys.